take a seat. Well, it's very lovely to see you, whether you're joining us in the building or whether you're joining us from home. My name is Adrian and I'm the vicar and there are a number of people taking part in the service today. Ben is going to be leading us and then Peter and Tim will be reading and Dorothy leading us in prayers. It's lovely to have your company, Croeso Canes So let's stand then and sing our first hymn. So we meet together in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Gras trigare the thang nebe thor the uthu entard, or ragloi the esigrist, a vogadachui, a hevid gadathi. We pray together. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. We take a moment to examine our hearts, to consider those times we've let ourselves down, let others down and let our Lord down. But remembering that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. We confess together. Heavenly Father, we have sinned in thought, word and deed and have failed to do what we ought to have done. We are sorry and truly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, Forgive us all that is past, and lead us in his way to walk as children of light. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy on you and set you free from sin. Strengthen you in goodness and keep you in eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us stand, if we're able, to say the Gloria together. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth, 
Lord God, Heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Collect for today, the seventh Sunday of Easter. O God, the King of glory, you have exalted your only Son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph to your kingdom in heaven. We beseech you, leave us not comfortless, but send your Holy Spirit to strengthen us and exalt us to the place where our Saviour Christ is gone before, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanlinesses and from all your idols I will cleanse you. A new heart I will give you and a new spirit I will put within you and I will remove from your body the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and make you follow my statutes and be careful to observe my ordinances. Then you shall live in the land that I, shall, I gave to your ancestors and you shall be my people and I will be your God. This is the word of the Lord. The second reading is in Acts 16, verses 16 to 34. Once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave with a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God, who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, be called to annoyed the annoyed and said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. When our owners realized that hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrate and said, These men are Jews and are from our city into uproar by advocating customers and unlawful for us Romans to accept our practice. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrate ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they'd been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet to the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners was listening to them. Suddenly there was a violent earthquake, for the foundation of the prison was shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open, and everyone changed got loose. The jailer woke up. When he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself, we're all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling with Paul and Silas. He then brought him out and asked him, Sirs, 
what I must do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then he spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others at this, in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately and his household were baptized. The jailer brought him into his house and set a meal before him. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole world household. This is the word of the Lord. Listen to the Gospel of Christ according to St. John. Glory to you, O Lord. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known, so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. May I speak and may you hear in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, several decades ago in Gosainan, there was a vicar named Saunders Davis. And it seems that wherever I go, I hear stories about Saunders and Cynthia, his wife. At the end of his ministry, he became Bishop of Bangor. Several months ago, I went for a curry night with the men's group. And listening to them talking, they were all keen to share stories about this dynamic duo. Humble, saintly, loving, and kind, they said. And people shared with me how under Saunders' ministry, supported by Cynthia, their faith had blossomed and grown. They really were something else, a strong and united partnership, and they were all out for Jesus. The unity that they shared together helped other people catch a glimpse of Jesus and it brought people closer to him. Today's gospel is all about unity, and it's about strong partnerships. The kind of unity and strong partnership that we caught a glimpse of in the two of them. Jesus prays that people should be one with one another, just as the Father and the Son are one. This unity, it's characterized by love. It's a special, intimate, close bond between a father and a son. And Jesus prays that our relationships with each other should be like that intimate, loving, special relationship that he enjoys with his father. Think about it. When we search the scriptures, we never see Jesus speaking ill of his father. He never gossips about what his father's doing. Instead, he honored him, he loved him, and he served him, even to the end when it was incredibly costly. 
Now, since we're Jesus' disciples, it's worth sitting up and listening to his words and thinking about what it means for us as Christians today, members of his body, the church. And if we begin to pay close attention to Jesus' words, we may start to feel a little bit uncomfortable, perhaps about the way that we've spoken of each other from time to time, how we've chosen to react in certain situations. Think about your tone of voice, the way that you've spoken perhaps unnecessarily harshly to one another from time to time. Have you actually enjoyed building yourself up by putting someone else down? Have you chosen to criticise someone instead of affirming them? How did it make you feel? Did it perhaps make you feel bigger or more important as a result? Just spend a moment pondering that. And I'm sure Conversely, every single one of us have been on the receiving end of criticism, unkind words, gossip, and the like. Think for a moment how that made you feel. Not good? I'm sure there were times, perhaps, when you sought out a friend to say how another had hurt you. If you've been critical, harsh, unkind, enjoyed building yourself up by pulling another person down, there's perhaps a question that all of us need to ask today. How close am I to my father? And how intimate is my relationship with him? Because the closer we are to God, the more time we spend with him, the more his ways begin to rub off on us, and the more we learn to be like him. Jesus goes on to pray that the disciples shouldn't only be one with one another, but also that they should be united with him and with his father. You see, this isn't a God who's in the business of looking for religion, but a God who longs for a relationship with us, you and me. If you remember nothing else of what I've said today, this is a God that longs for you to know how loved you are, no matter what. This is a God who, no matter what you do, will not love you less and will not love you more. Each of you are seen and known, valued and loved unconditionally, no matter what. He loves you, and he longs for you to be drawn into that love that he shares with Jesus, to enjoy the same characteristics and the same mission as him. He longs for your heart to beat to the rhythm of his heart. Now think about it. The more you want to be like someone, the more time you spend with them, the more you study them and investigate them and seek to imitate them. Remember our Old Testament lesson today from the book of Ezekiel? We're called to have a new heart, a new heart I will give to you, a new spirit I will put in you. I will remove from you the heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you. It's a calling to be more like Jesus, to reflect God in who we are. The more time we want to be like someone, the more time we spend with them, the more time we study them and seek to imitate them. So how much time are you spending with Jesus? How much time do you spend studying his word, actively seeking him, 
wanting to know him better and to be more like him? How much time are you setting aside every single day to pray, to lay your life before God? When I was a student in Cambridge, I remember one of the tutors saying that very often we think about prayer as an opportunity to book an appointment with a really busy God. But the reality is God is always there, always ready to listen. And prayer is an opportunity for us to step out of our busy schedules and to begin to converse with God, to enter into a conversation with him. Now, I've got to be honest, when I'm busy and there's lots going on, prayer is the first thing to disappear. But in actual fact, prayer should be our first priority as a church. I remember getting married to Claire and the joy that that brought. Three years in, we're still learning to be a good couple together. But I know that Claire and I need to continue to spend time with one another, day in, day out. And you know, the more time I spend with Claire, the more her ways begin to rub off on me. I remember when I was single, living alone, I used to, well, I used to live on a bowl of cereal or bread and cheese. Now, I really value a healthy nutritious meal and three years in I think I can even boast that I've learned to make one or two as well the more time we spend with someone the more their ways rub off on us so here's a challenge how much of our day are we spending in prayer we might want to come here to St David's on a Tuesday evening for our prayer meeting or we might want to remember initiatives like the Church of England's campaign that they've called 1102. In Luke chapter 11, verse 2, the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray. And at 1102, every single day, the church challenges us to set an alarm, to give a few moments to God, and to pray. So how about it? Just a few moments every single day in prayer. And how often are we setting aside to read our Bibles, expecting God to speak to us? I admit the Bible is a big and sometimes a very complicated book, but I found it fascinating to set aside a few minutes every day to read the Bible as it is and to expect God to speak to me. Every day, I ask myself the question, what's jumping out at me? What is it in these words that is touching my heart? And what is relevant to me today? It can sometimes be a challenge, and that's why I find a tool like Bible in the Year to be really very good. It breaks down the Bible into small bite-sized chunks, and it gives you a little bit of a commentary to help you understand it a little better, and to think about how it applies to your life today. And then what about the challenge of spending time with other Christians? People who will encourage us in our faith. People who will build us up. And from time to time, people who will reproach us when we fail to reflect Jesus in what we say and how we live. Someone once told me that in the Christian life, we need to be a little bit like a compass. Every single one of us, no matter how many years we've been a Christian, need to have some people north of us. People who've been journeying with Jesus longer than we have. People who will help us, encourage us, challenge us to be more like him. 
people who will pick us up when we fall. But likewise, every single one of us too need people south of us, people who've not been journeying with Jesus as long as we have, people who look to us to encourage and to invest in their faith. Who in our lives are south of us? And people too who are east and west of us, people who are at the same place on the journey, walking alongside us, building us up and challenging us to do what Jesus did. Thinking about that image of the compass, who in our lives is ahead of us? Who are we encouraging people who might be new to the journey of faith and following Jesus? And who do we look to alongside us to work with us in unity to be the hands and feet of Jesus? And so finally, what is the purpose of all of this? What's the purpose of this endeavour, learning to be more like Jesus, growing in his love and learning to share that love with one another. Well, ultimately, the purpose is evangelistic. Jesus prays that we should all be one, living out our lives in God's love, so that the world might believe. Have you ever thought that the things that you say and the things that you do might prevent other people from meeting Jesus? A broken world needs a united church more than anything else. And so are you positive about what God is doing? Excited as you see him on the move in the world? Are you speaking well of your fellow brothers and sisters in the faith? Remember that your friends and your neighbours will look to you as a person of faith. And you may be the only Bible that they'll ever read. Do they catch a glimpse of Jesus in you? Are they brought closer to Jesus because of you? And when you think about it, it makes absolute sense. How attractive would the church be if we were all connected with God? If we didn't gossip, speak harshly of one another, criticise one another, or put one another down. Instead, if we chose to reveal to the world what God is really like, choosing to be kind, gentle, and generous people of faith. This is what a community of faith really looks like. In the world, yes, but profoundly unlike the world. And when they see that working and in action, it's so profoundly attractive that they can't but be drawn closer to Jesus and learn to fall in love with him. So there we go. Let's endeavour together to grow in love for God, to learn more of his words and his ways. Let's try to let those words and those ways spill out through us into the lives of others. And together, let's build an attractive community in the world, but not of the world, so that others might see Christ in us and fall in love with him. Amen. Let's stand then together to affirm our faith. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, 
of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate of the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. The third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Take a seat for a moment. I want to um, ask Ben to come up and join me for a moment. It's unbelievable that a whole year has disappeared since Ben first came to be with us in the parish. On a personal note, I've enjoyed his friendship on the time that we've spent together. I've learned an awful lot from Ben, and I hope that he's learned a little bit from me too. If he's learned nothing from me, I'm certain that he's learned so much from you. And I know how much he's appreciated walking that journey with you over the last year. We're sad to see him going. This morning in St. Catherine's, I nearly had to have a, a box of tissues at the ready, saying how much we'd miss him. It's an emotional day because we say goodbye, but in another way, it's a really joyful day because we're sending him out to be a gift to the church as the new part of his ministry begins. He's going to be a curate in Manselton, but before that, he's got 22,000 words to write. <laughs> so we really wish you well with that. I know it's going to be a challenge, but he should get at least one essay a week written in the next month, he said. And then he'll be ready. He will have done everything, and he'll simply have to wait for the church and for God to do to him. And we look forward to the ordination next month in Brecon Cathedral, but between now and then we want to give you a gift, the gift of a stole, which Ben will be ordained in, and we give it with our love and our best wishes. Let me pray for Ben as he begins this new chapter. Father, we thank you so much for Ben, for the man that he is, and for the many gifts that you've given him. Thank you, Lord, for his willingness to step out in faith and to use those gifts to bless the church. Father, we ask your blessing on him. Please go before him in all his doings. Further him with your continual help so that everything he does, begun, continued, and ended in you, might always glorify your holy name. Amen. Do you want to use the mic and say a few words? <clears throat> I'd just like to thank you all very much for all that you have done for me, that all, all that I have learnt from you. And um, this has been the perfect placement for me after the fallout of uh, a, you know, a few hard things in my life. So I'm very grateful to you all. You've picked me up off the canvas, and um, you know I couldn't have been in a better place. So uh, I would like to say diochem varianichi, thank you very much, and um, I look forward to seeing you in the future, round and about. But I just wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart because you, you all mean a, a huge amount to me. So thank you very much, and thank you for this. As well. 
don't really want to just put anything Sorry. We don't really want you to go. <laughs> we really love you here, honestly. And we've made a collection for you. Thank and you. this is from all your friends in St. David's. Thank you very much. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Thank you, Dorothy. Let us pray. In our prayers today, we are asked to pray for Irvon, Y, and Edu ministry areas of our own, in our own diocese of Swansea and Brecon and the United Church of South India. We also remember Andrew, our Archbishop, and John, our Bishop. We pray for Adrian, our Vicar, Reverend Andrew, Elizabeth, Glyn, Ben, and their families. Father, help us to come to you and listen to your words of wisdom, love and encouragement as you guide us through our prayers today. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, hear our prayers for the people of the Ukraine and the Russian people who through no choice of their own are in the same situation. Lord, we pray for peace, reconciliation and comfort for all the people who do not know what tomorrow will bring. We ask that you will be with them, those who are anxious and fearful for themselves and their children. We remember those who are bereaved, injured, lost, lost loved ones and those who have lost their lives. Lord, we pray to you for, for an end to this war and ask for your mercy and peace for your people. We in include in our prayer other areas of the world where there is conflict. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We are delighted to include in our prayers today Elizabeth, our Queen, who is fast approaching her Platinum Jubilee. We send her our love and congratulations on such an achievement. We thank you for, for the Lord she has given dedicated service over 70 years to all areas of Britain and the Commonwealth. We continue to pray for Her Majesty that, that she shall be guided and comforted by, the, by her faith and her love of God for the rest of her life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We bring to you our church and its congregation and pray that we show our love for you, for each other and for your world. You have said that when we call on you in prayer, you will listen to us and we thank you that you are our protector and provider. Be with those who are not able to join us today for whatever reason. Bless us all and give us strength to go out into your world and bring your love and your peace to those who we meet. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we pray for our families and friends and thank you for the time we can spend together. Strengthen us in our service to you and to each other. Give us all the desire to, close, to be close to, close to Jesus and learn more about him when we are alone and when we are with others so that all our lives will be richer with his blessing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of love, when we lo lose someone we love, we ask you to give Give us the peace that surpasses all understanding. We praise you for being with us in our sorrow and comforting us in our loss. Lord, help us to remember that those we love do not go away. Their, their lives were blessings and their memories are treasured. They were all loved beyond words and missed beyond measure. And Lord, we thank you for them. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. As we pray for ourselves and ask that you keep us safe and loved in your, your presence, give us the strength to face the future and experience the many blessings it will hold. Give us the courage to walk with you on the paths that you choose for us and let us, let us walk with love, peace and gratitude in our lives and in our hearts. Merciful Father, Accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, 
Jesus Christ. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let's share a sign of that peace together. be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. True and living God, the source of life for all creation, you made us in your own image always and everywhere we give you thanks. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who by his death has destroyed death and by his rising to life again has restored to us everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we praise your glorious name. Holy, 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 Let us pray. 
blessed are you, almighty God, because on the night that he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given you thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink from this, all of you. This cup is a new covenant in my blood, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ is dying. Christ is risen. Christ will be loved in the world. Therefore, loving God, recalling now the sacrifice of Christ your Son, once and for all upon the cross, and the triumph of his resurrection, we ask you to accept this, our sacrifice of praise. Send your Holy Spirit on us and on these your gifts, that we may be fed with the body and blood of your Son, and filled with your life and goodness. Unite us in Christ, give us your peace, that we may do your work and be his body in the world. Through him, with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory are yours, almighty Father, forever and ever. Amen. So as our Saviour Jesus Christ has taught us, we pray for the coming of his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Draw near and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ given for you. Feed on him in your hearts by faith and with thanksgiving.
Give thanks to the Lord, for he is gracious. We have seen with our eyes and touched with our hands the bread of life. Strengthen our faith, Lord, that we may grow in love for you and for each other. Through Jesus Christ, our risen Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. Amen.